This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're talking about why pregnancy is a rite of passage in episode number 168. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, this is Kristen Burgess from naturalbirthandbabycare.com. And I am excited to be back this week with a podcast where we're going to continue down the path that I've been talking about the last few weeks as I've been validating and affirming and proclaiming the importance of a mother's experience in pregnancy and birth. And I know on the last episode, I got a little rambly and long-winded and, well, We're on episode number 168 at this point, and people are still listening, so I think that y'all like that. But it's part of it is because I'm voicing things that I've been thinking and mulling over and contemplating, but I haven't really spent a lot of time discussing these with other people, and so this is some of my own rumination coming out as I really ponder how profound the journey into motherhood is. And as I ponder how important I think the journey of preparing for birth on many, many levels is. Many of y'all know, this isn't even in my notes, but it it came to me. So many of y'all know that I've been friends with Wintergreen from the Common Knowledge Trust for a really, really long time now. And I love what the trust does because they put together practical birth skills that help families. And these are skills that can be used no matter what kind of birth you're going to have. And so Wintergreen and I, when we talk, we have areas where we kind of, you know, we just talk around or we agree to disagree on certain things because, of course, I'm really focused on natural birth. But there is a lot of wisdom and what she talks about, because ultimately at the core, even though what the trust is focused on with their Birthing Better program is really practical skills to help you prepare for birth, any birth. I'm focused on natural birth, but I believe in practical skills. In fact, those skills have been essential to me during my own birthings. But I also feel that there is this preparation that needs to be done on a mental emotional, physical, spiritual, all of those aspects of our being. Because we're not just, you've heard me say it a million times before, birth is not just a mechanical event. Pregnancy is not just some like biomechanical process. There is so much more to us as human beings. I don't care what your worldview is. You have got to be able to sense that. I've been through so much in the last few years. It's been a really, really, really challenging time in my life. And this summer has, as I'm recording this, been really interesting and unexpected in many ways. It's brought a lot of challenges, but I've found that I'm able to look at those challenges and be grateful that I'm in the place where I get to face these challenges where I get to make a choice, where I get to look at all of these different aspects of my being and say, what is right for me? What is right for my family based on these different things? And 
one of the reasons I've really been contemplating the journey of pregnancy, birth, parenting, is one of the reasons why I'm at that place where I can look at the challenges that have come and that have been brought and where I can look back and say, we got through some really difficult things, is because of that journey that I went on through pregnancy and birth and motherhood, the strength that I pulled from those things. It truly is a rite of passage, and that is the topic of today's podcast, Pregnancy is a forgotten rite of, of passage. Pregnancy, birth, early motherhood, it is this time, this forgotten rite of passage. And I'm, I, I don't do guests on the podcast too terribly often, but when I did this show earlier in the year with all of the different speakers on natural birth topics, Jessie Harold is one of the speakers that I interviewed, and I'm thinking about reaching out to her and having her on the podcast just because she talked a lot about uh, matrescence, which is this transition to motherhood, and it's just such a vital topic. Um, and and I might reach out and see if she's up for a podcast interview because I just think that that would really bless y'all and bring a lot to you. But I want to talk a little bit about it, just sharing my own thoughts. What we as a society don't seem to grasp is that Pregnancy, birth, and motherhood are forever. And I'm not just talking about cheesy lockets and mementos that you can order from the Bradford Exchange. I, was, I remember looking at Bradford Exchange circulars and the, and the coupon packets that would come every week in the paper. And, I, and there was one the other day and something that we got. And I was like, that's still around. This many years later, you know, they always have the cheesy, kind of cheesy, kind of sweet different keepsake gifts that you can buy for people. So they have plenty that talk about how wonderful mothers are, and it's really, you know, this super sweet, sentimental stuff. So we acknowledge that, right? But truthfully, that's really only on the surface. It's almost because it needs to be there, you know, to maintain appearances. The truth is, is that we tend to see pregnancy as a means to an end. And in a lot of ways, I believe that we see motherhood as a means to an end. And when I say we, I'm talking about we as a society. I'm not necessarily talking about a specific person or even mothers as a group. I'm talking about more as a society. We see pregnancy as this means to an end, which is a baby, right? But it's a transition. If anything... Pregnancy is really defined from a consumer perspective in our culture. Like, there are miles and miles of checklists. Just think about it. There are things to buy for the baby, things to buy for pregnancy. And like I shared on the last episode, y'all, I'm all about I'm all about baby stores. I will admit it here publicly. I love walking through a bye-bye baby. I love walking through a baby's house. I like walking through the baby department at Target or Walmart, y'all. Okay? But that's... That's just so shallow. It's just not, you know, it's fun. But there's so much more, right? So we see it as this kind of consumer thing. First and foremost, really, I think that. Then it's seen as all about the baby. Like the baby's future, planning for the baby, and everything is in service of the baby. Like maybe there are a few references to motherhood, but on the whole, mother... 
doesn't matter so much. And that's, you know, that's sad. And sobering, really, to think about. Pregnancy, birth, the postpartum time, early motherhood, all of motherhood, really, they're not just a means to an end. They are not simply the means to a baby or even to the experience of raising a child, even though that has a lot of inherent value. They are part of a journey that we as mothers go on. Pregnancy and birth, they're both the most vulnerable and the most powerful time of a woman's life. And if you can stop and just ponder the truth in that for a moment, you can see why this is such a cataclysmic time, or it has the potential to be. And I feel like for as many women who don't want to peek into that profound place, we find women on the other side who, whether they wanted to or not, realize the enormity of it. I talked to a mom several months back who had had a standard run-of-the-mill, like I talked about on the last podcast episode, like a conveyor belt experience. That's what she had. Just a conveyor belt experience where she went in and she had a decent birth. Everything, you know, by all standards and measures, it was it was a good birth. And she told me, she said, my birth was transformational, but not in a good way. And that was a standard run-of-the-mill birth. And I think back, I think I even mentioned this. Maybe it was on a mama baby birthing call but it could have been on a podcast, mentioned this one recently where I had a friend who was having her babies about the same time I was having my first babies. And she had that conveyor belt experience with her first. And it took her some time. And I guess a niggling feeling like that unsettled feeling inside that there just was something not quite right. And I think a lot of women have that experience where they have what the world would say is a quote-unquote good experience, uneventful. Maybe there we go, a nice uneventful birth where you brought the baby home at the end. But there's this sense that something was missing. And I think when we look at this time as both a powerful and a vulnerable time, We can see that because if a woman is feeling very vulnerable and she's not safe or she feels pushed or pressured, even if she tries to let go of that because it's all about the baby, I have a healthy baby, everything that we've talked about over the past few podcast episodes, there will still be some sense. And then if it's a woman's most powerful time and it's not even acknowledged, that might be the core right there. It's the most vulnerable time, and that's not acknowledged. It's just it's just painted over with, you have a healthy baby. And it's a woman's most powerful time. And that isn't even acknowledged at all. It's not acknowledged at all. Or if somebody tries to bring it up in any way, then 
the implication is that the woman is selfish or childish or naive. Because somehow in stepping into your power, you're, I don't know, endangering your baby. It's really complex. The way that our culture dismisses a woman's power, a woman's vulnerability, the fact that women, this is a sacred time that deserves to be honored and celebrated and a woman fully supported are just completely dismisses it. And there, it's like an onion, y'all. There are so many layers that I could sit and talk about this one statement, probably for an entire podcast episode. But I want you to just sit with that and sit with those thoughts. Pregnancy and birth, most vulnerable and the most powerful time in a woman's life in your life. I truly believe that this time is the embodiment of feminine power. And I know I'm, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll, maybe this isn't okay to say in today's political climate where we're trying to take women away. But this is a time that is the embodiment of that. And that power, that feminine power can be terrifying Especially in a culture where women are really pushed to live in a more masculine energy. Like we're pushed to accomplish and to go, to go, to go, to go, to go. And it's crazy because as women we really are able to accomplish a lot in that masculine energy. Because we're naturally pleasers and nurturers and caretakers. And so when we believe that stepping out of that feminine power and that feminine energy and what that might mean. And it, it does probably mean different things to different women, but I'll share some thoughts on that too. But, you know, and into the masculine energy of, of control and directing and everything, organizing, it's, we're good at it. Okay. We're good at it because, <laughs> because women are awesome, really y'all. Um, but, Stepping into that feminine power, which I believe, you know, because I said something about control and power being masculine energy, but I do believe that the feminine power, it's it's standing strong and grounded in yourself. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little different. And it's also embracing that vulnerability and embracing that part of women that has been so, I, I guess, ridiculed or looked on as a weakness throughout centuries, which is feelings. And thoughts and emotions and intuition. And you don't want to walk completely in that. Nobody does. And regardless of what they say, guys get stuck in their emotions and often end up, you know, doing dumb things because they're not thinking. So we want to think. We want to balance it. But when you honor how you feel and what your body is telling you, and I realize you may be like, I don't know, Kristen, I talked to somebody a couple weeks ago. She was like, I just don't even know. And, you know, we can, <laughs> we talked about that a little bit last week at the tail end of the podcast, which is start by honoring small things, right? I don't want to get on too much of a tangent. But really and truly, you can step into that. And it will be a strength and a grounding for you throughout this experience, throughout motherhood, throughout the rest of your life that is just really powerful and really vital, really vital to our society. Pregnancy and birth are a time of profound transformation. 
women remember their births forever. Forever. All right. You you can talk to old ladies and they remember their birth experiences. In fact, you can go to a long-term care facility where there are women who are struggling with dementia and they can still describe their baby's birth experiences or the feelings that they had or how trapped they felt or what was done to them. It is a time that is incredibly profound. Your pregnancy and birth experience are part of a journey. It has a profound impact on you and it shapes who you are. When I say that, I don't mean that this is the only thing that defines who you are. But it does bring the opportunity to hone you. It's a time of personal development, a time of personal growth, a time of introspection, exploration, of preparation. It is it is a sacred time. I truly believe that. I as I shared this summer has brought a lot for me and I would consider this summer a sacred time for me. It's brought a lot of time for growth and introspection, but so we can have that all throughout our lives. You know, I'm not pregnant right now. But I truly believe that 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 growth and introspection that we see in pregnancy is a beautiful opportunity to harness a gift that's given to us as women. A growth, I mean, growth keeps going. And this is a beautiful time to embrace that and to look at that and to, to develop into your strength and your power. This experience, it is about your baby. You know, it is about your baby on so many levels. But it's also about, it's about what you need and it's about how you'll grow even through challenges. You know, because pregnancy and birth are a journey. Life is a journey. You've heard me share or make reference to things that have gone on in my life this summer, the past few years, you know, that that has not all been roses. It's been difficult, but it's a journey. So I'm not saying that, that your pregnancy and birth need to be perfect by whatever definition that would look. Like a perfect pregnancy and birth for me are going to look different than a perfect pregnancy and birth for you and for the next woman and the next woman and for the, you know, hundreds of thousands of women who will give birth every year. That looks different. I do think there are some similarities in there. And I do believe that there are ways that we we need to change the world beginning with pregnancy and birth. And I'm not alone in this. I'm standing on the shoulders of giantesses who have been working on this for a long time, serving women, trying to bring about that change. Uh, so I do believe there's a universal that this is a time of growth and a time of beauty. But I believe that that experience and those desires look different for different people. So, you know, even, and what I was trying to say with that is even if there are challenges, I believe there can be growth. But what I truly want for you is for you to feel like you have the permission to experience this without the challenges, to honor this and to prepare yourself. And if challenges come, accept those as something that's meant for your growth. But also give yourself permission to prepare for this to be a beautiful, sacred experience. Pregnancy and birth just should not be minimized. It is a disservice to women to define pregnancy and birth 
only through a consumer a consumer event lens. I started off saying I really think that's what we hold it to or we hold it to it's all about the baby. Oh, you have a healthy baby and that's what matters. And I've talked about that in some past podcast episodes. But I want I want to challenge you to look at how profound a time this is on other levels. And for you, I really... I was talking with somebody recently about just perspectives on life and perspectives on money and pregnancy and birth and women and all kinds of things and it was interesting because we were talking we were talking about scarcity versus abundance and and all of those kind of topics and so I told her that I feel like women embody abundance in many many ways and I Women even are a source of abundance. And I don't I don't want to make this a political or a feminist issue because really and truly I you know, I this isn't about politics. I do feel strongly. I feel very strongly that women belong in birth. Women belong in birth. And I will say that unequivocally and unapologetically. We should not erase women from birth in our terminology, in our lingo, in our documents, in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So I respect people who come and who want to be referred to by different pronouns. And if I were to serve somebody in that situation, then I would serve them in the way that best supported them. But I do not believe that as on a whole, we serve mothers and babies and families and birthing women by erasing women. So I will make that statement unapologetically. But when I say this... I'm not talking about politics. I'm not talking about anybody's agenda. I am talking about my core fundamental belief from serving women for for getting close to pushing on to two decades now, for my journey in my own life, and for what I see looking forward as to what is at the core of my heart and what is at the core of my calling outside of my family and my community and those people that I love and how my heart goes to them and wants to serve them. I know that what I want to do is I want to serve women. I want to serve mothers. And when I look at that beautiful opportunity to do that and to speak truth and to speak life into women, what I see is that women and mothers are beautiful and especially pregnant and birthing women. I just, I love you so much because it is such a beautiful time in life. And I feel so called so called to serve women at this time. And I just want to speak that life into you, that you are the embodiment of abundance. I know I, you know, all y'all probably know from listening that I come from a Christian worldview and perspective. So I realize that if you're coming from that background too, saying something like the divine feminine might seem a little new agey to you, but I actually don't mind that term because I feel like even again, speaking from my own worldview, if we are created in the image of God and we embody male and female in the image of God, then clearly God has that feminine essence in him somewhat. And some traditions, traditions, uh, when you talk about the Holy Spirit, even though you refer to the Holy Spirit as he, there's a sense that that might have some embodiment of the feminine form of God in it. And again, this isn't a religious discussion. So, I mean, if y'all want to email me and debate this or share your thoughts, I'm totally open to that. But I'm just sharing from my heart right here. So I do believe that we see uh, a feminine aspect of divinity of our creator. Because, again, if we're created in his image, male and female created, 
right? And I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of. Like, really and truly, y'all, I grew up as a tomboy, okay? I was a tomboy, and I'm still a really nerdy girl. I like computers, and I'm blunt, and I'm analytical, and I'm just like, you know, boy energy is easy for me to get into, right? I like, I I might, I get whiplash every time a Tesla drives by because they are so cool, right? So, um, but I have an immense joy and respect for my femininity and I'm I'm really grateful to pregnancy and motherhood and birthing and all of that for giving me an appreciation of something that I was really uncomfortable with before then. So I'm I'm just sharing that I, I clearly spend a lot of time contemplating all of this. I'm not trying to polarize anything or anybody or speak into any particular political agenda. I'm just speaking into my love and respect for mother, for woman, and for especially for the power of pregnant and birthing women, and just for that abundance that you embody, and that that divine abundance that you embody in so many ways, because literally, we cradle life in our wombs, and literally, we bring that life forth, and literally, we nurse that baby at our breasts, literally carrying forward our species and humanity, literally nourishing our children's souls. I think about so many things as I talk about this. I think about uh, one of my favorite books, which is The Good Earth by Pearl S. Buck. I read it originally in high school, and I've read it many times since then. Really interesting book. But I think about the scenes of birthing and nursing and and just that that beauty, that simplicity, that I feel so sorry for that mom because she's out working in the fields right after birthing. But beautiful scenes that just embody that spirit and that soul and that resilience of woman and the beauty of nursing the baby on one breast and the milk spills off the other into the earth. And that to me is a beautiful image that demonstrates that strength and that nourishing and that abundance, that abundance that comes forth from woman. It is just so, so lovely. And I have these thoughts and these scenes and these things from my life. I can think about births that I've attended and just being able to see that power and that abundance and that beauty ripple off of women as they're bringing their babies forth into the world. It is something powerful. And that is every woman's birthright. And again, no matter how she births, because I believe that there are ways to acknowledge and honor that in any birth situation. And I acknowledge that some babies need help to be born. Some others need help. And there is probably a lesson and a teaching in that that helps us grow. But what I want to say and what I want to leave with you is just, you know, celebrating the power, the beauty, the awesomeness that is being a woman and standing in this place and honoring that and honoring this transition and this rite of passage of going from this person who was a woman, a mother, successful career woman, whatever you were, academic, homemaker, doesn't matter. And then to becoming mother. And it is just something so beautiful and so profound. It's such an amazing transition. And it's one that deserves support. It's one that deserves honoring because who you were before is not erased. But who you were before, and maybe doesn't even change, but there is a new aspect of yourself and a new part of yourself. And there is 
the opportunity for a new strength that goes back to this girl who was there before, this woman that was there before, and says, this is a deeper aspect of who you are. And even if you're becoming a mother again, as I shared, my last years have brought a lot of challenges. And even right up to Phoenix's birth, that's number eight, y'all. There were lessons then and growth that was being given to me that became a foundation of strength for what I'm going through right now. It's just that. And I, and I share my experiences because I truly believe this is universal. Your life is not going to look like mine. I hope your challenges do not look like mine. But I do know that the strength that I've drawn from this journey is strength that is accessible and available to every woman for what happens in your life and what your life brings. All the ups, all the downs, all the joys. It brings a richness. And that deserves to be honored because when we honor that, we can step into that strength, that power, and that richness. And we can step into that place of gratitude and it becomes much more beautiful. And I do believe that it impacts our world. It impacts how we mother our children. It impacts how we serve in the world. It impacts how we mother and serve ourselves so that we have the energy and the beauty to go forward. It's just, it is amazing. This time, this transition, it is wonderful, powerful. And I want you to embrace that. And I hope, I hope that this has been inspiring to you because I realize that I am on a soapbox right now. And I hope that this soapbox blesses you. I will leave you with this because I, I could literally carry on for hours, but I won't do it. I'm really enjoying myself, but I won't do it. I will let you go with these thoughts about this profound transition, about this beauty, about this power, about this abundance. And I ask that you would at least consider stepping into that. If, if you need help, practical support, something structured, like I said, I'm a geek. I have the structure there for you in Mama Baby Birthing. Definitely check that out. It's at mamababybirthing.com, M-A-M-A, babybirthing.com. Or if you're interested in more personal support, one-on-one support, I do have one-on-one slots open right now. That's available in the Mama Baby Rising program. There is information about that on the Mama Baby Birthing page. You are welcome to shoot me an email, Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at naturalbirthandbabycare.com. That will come to me. We could even set up a time to chat on the phone. I would love to talk with you, hear about your situation, what kind of support you're looking for. I've loved being able to support women all over the world. It is so much fun. But what I what I feel most passionate about and what I hope that you take the most out of this episode is to just look at this opportunity, this abundance, this beauty that is yours in this journey into motherhood, through motherhood, Just embrace that and the gifts that it brings to you for your growth, for you as you nurture your baby. You truly are. Another thing that came to my mind, and I'll end with this, is uh, if you look at Waldorf pedagogy, which I've found inspirational here and there throughout the years, is there is this concept of the Madonna's cloak. They call it the Madonna's cloak. And that is essentially the essence of mother that surrounds your family. And when you step into this place of beautiful feminine power and abundance and what that might mean to you, and you invite this growth into your life and you invite the ups and downs and the strength that you will develop and the resilience that you will develop through those, then that, that essence, that Madonna's cloak, it surrounds your family. 
It surrounds your children. It surrounds your family, perhaps even out into your community. It has a powerful, powerful impact. When we honor women, when we honor this power, when we honor this abundance, when we honor this transformation, this transition, this growth that you are going through right now, it literally carries our families, our homes, our communities. So just be open to that. Be open to the fact that you honoring you, you stepping into that power, into that beauty, and you saying, yes, it's okay for me to take this time and do this exploration, is literally carrying the futures of our communities. It is an amazing thing, and it is a blessing. It is a true blessing. And I will end with that. Again, check out Mama Baby Birthing, M-A-M-A, babybirthing.com if you want more from me. Otherwise, just be blessed this week. Step into that. Step into that because it is your birthright and it is a beautiful transition and you deserve that. And I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.